Hi, I'm Mad Kate, and you're listening to Sweat, Sex, Work, Extraction, Art, Theatrics. Sweat is a series of conversations about performance and performativity of the sexual and sexualized body at work, where work is defined as the labor of survival, the labor of care, creativity, and capital A, art. How exactly do we define our work, and how does that work entangle and circumscribe our sexual identities, our creative lives, and the ways in which we provide care? How do we perform? Tasks, acts of care, and identities. My hope is that these conversations are a means to speak between intersectionalities by anchoring through our always, already, and ever-pervasive sexualized and racialized bodies, our working bodies, our creative bodies, and our performative bodies. If you are a reciter, you understand what you are reciting. You see that you will be shaking your head to the other side, coming to the other side, because you feel it in you, and you understand it much, so it moves you somehow. If you've been following Sweat, you know that the first sub-series has focused on persons I met during and through my residency in Kumasi, Ghana in 2021 at Perfocre's International Artist Residency. But today's episode features a very special person who was central to my experience outside of the residency, Muhammad Abu Bakari, a teacher of Arabic and Quran, a translator and a skilled tailor. I met Muhammad on a bus when he turned around and struck up a conversation with me. I didn't know at the time that this chance encounter would turn into a rich friendship and produce many enlivened conversations that were never recorded. He's saying that God has blessed you. You have plenty money. So tell him how, how do you make it to get money? All white men have money. So what is the secret? He took me to the Muslim neighborhood where his family lives, the village at the outskirts of town where he teaches Arabic, and the school in town where he also teaches, where he introduced me to the principal and allowed me to record the recitations of his students. Mohamedou also introduced me to Javo Zaria Graba, a cocoa farmer, and Isak Fuseni, who grew up on the land but is currently studying. They took me on a tour of the forest farm and shared with me their extensive knowledge of the plants and crops that were growing there, palm and the process of extracting palm oil and wine, coconut, cocoa plant, avocado, yam, as well as the medicinal qualities of all the plants coexisting there. While we were walking, we also talked politics, a farming, health, race, and class. My name is Muhammad Abu Bakr. I am a teacher. I teach Arabic. I've been a teacher for about eight years now. Yes, I study from my childhood. I was studying secular education and then Arabic as well. So I took Arabic to be my shop. So from senior high school, I went to Ghana Institute of Languages to proceed with the Arabic studies. There, I was able to come out with a diploma certificate. So I took that diploma certificate to be in a teaching floor to teach Arabic. Yes. So I teach Arabic from that time after now I'm teaching Arabic and in Quran. Yes. Do you remember the first thing that you said to me when I met you? 
on the bus? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember. God is a good creator. Yes. Because if I look at my color and your color, you are all human beings by different colors. Love to them. <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice way to start a conversation. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so you studied you studied Arabic, you studied to be then to become a teacher, yeah. you proceeded in your profession. Have you ever done any other jobs? Yes, yes. Actually, I'm a fashion designer too. Really? Well, yes. But oh. I've not learned the fashion or the sewing in school. I learned it. From a master who okay. taught me from my childhood. His name is Rahim. Mm -hmm. And he's in Kumasi right now. Yeah. He has a big shop. It's a big high time, I mean, fashion design in Kumasi. What kind of training did you do? How to sew clothes and cards. Yeah, I can cut and I can sew. Amazing. Yeah, you see these shirts? Yes, I was going to ask you about yes, it. It's one of my best. I, I'm having the machine here. I'm telling you so for you right now. Before, I used to sell it for people and take money from them. Yes. But now because of the study and the school, I cannot take anyone's job again unless my own, that one, I can sell it for myself. I can measure you and sell a set for you or a child. Wow. Yes. Or Jalabiya Islamic wear, the long dress. So do you consider yourself an artist? Artist. If you say artist, what do you mean, please? Um, well, it depends. I think everyone defines it for themselves. So mm -hmm. I'm just curious if you think of yourself as an artist. So artist, do you mean a musician? Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> it could be many things. Um, I mean, I think some fashion designers yeah. and some teachers yeah. and many other things think of themselves as an artist. Oh, I see. I see. Then I would say I'm, a, I'm an artist. You would say? <laughs> yeah. Cool, okay. <laughs> when, do you, when did you begin to become an artist? Great question. When did I, did I start to be an artist? Woo. The day I started to teach, yes. Because I like teaching children. Because before the children or the child will understand you, you have to come to the child level. And coming to the child level, you have to act. You understand? So through that acting, I can say I am an artist, right? Mm -hmm. Good. Good. Mm -hmm. yes. What kind of ways do you have to act? Like you have to perform, kind of? You know, sometimes we teach Quran. Yes, and Quran is, is like a form of music. You recite it, you don't read it, you recite. So it's a form of music. And at the same time, you do some actions in the recitation. Were the children doing those actions today? Were they also doing actions? I don't remember. They were, si they were singing. They were singing, but the actions is not coming. Okay. Because they are now to understand the words of the Quran. Mm -hmm. But if you the reciter, you understand what you are reciting. You see that you will be shaking your head to the other side, coming to the other side, because you feel it in you. And you understand it much. So it moves you somehow. I learned Quran from my childhood, and I'm still learning. <laughs> so would you describe the actions as dance? Yes, like for instance, if I'm reciting Surah Al-Fatiha, 
because I understand it and I feel it inside me. I don't know. Sometimes me myself, I don't know when when the action starts, when I start to move myself from me. I don't know how to say it in English because I'm not good in English. You understand? But it moves me a lot. Do you want me to recite Surah Al-Fatiha for you? Sure. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Ar-Rahmanirrahim. Maliki yawmiddin. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in. Ihdina al-sirat al-mustakim. Sirat al-lazina an'amta alayhim. غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين. As you can see, I was moving myself. You get it. Good, good, good. Beautiful. That was really beautiful. Thank you. It made me feel a bit sad. Really? A little bit sad. Wow. Yeah. The the tones. Yes. I I don't know what it mean that meant exactly. <laughs> Maybe you can tell me, or you don't have to. Okay. I will, I, will, I will tell you, I will tell you something small. If you say Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, meaning you are started in the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All thanks be to Allah, the Lord of the universe. Ar-Rahmanir Rahim, the gracious, the merciful, to the end. Thank you for that. Now in your work, do you feel like you are able to earn a living wage in your work to survive? For me, it's okay because I would say teaching is not only the work that I'm doing. I rear animals at the same time. You rear animals? Yes. Oh, what kind of animals? Fish and goats. And I teach for time to at my place. Yes. So... I think that one is giving me some small monies to, I mean, to sustain. What you do, you raise them and then you sell them or you sell them? I raise them and sell. And uh, sometimes I don't sell all. I leave some for myself. Okay. For my family. Uh-huh. Yes. And how does it feel for you to have these different kinds of jobs? Is it okay for you or do you wish that you were doing less in order to survive? As for now, I choose only... Let me say, I choose only one job. My job is teaching, and I'm doing the railing, the railing of animals. It's like they are railing themselves. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> they are railing themselves because the place that I live, I'm not close to the city. So they can live on their own. You will go and come back and see them. All you have to give them is, if they are ill, you give them the injection. You give them water. But as for food, the food is there. For them to eat everything they want. <laughs> okay, I yes. see. And do you have somebody watching them at all? Yeah, the family and my wife and my children. Okay. As for my, my wife, she's housewife, so she's in the house always. And and how many children do you have? I have three children. But after teaching, I go I go to school again for my degree. That's right. You're also in school. Yeah, I'm also in school again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very busy. And so you were saying as well that you 
you in the car, you said something like you have an advantage because teaching Arabic, you see that as um, how did you put it? There's two advantages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, two benefits. Yes. Tell me again. You have two benefits. You teach and you get money from it. And at the same time, you get reward from God. You are preparing yourself for the hereafter because every, every human being have purpose of living on this earth. We believe that our purpose is to worship God because very soon you are going to meet God. After you die, you are going back to God. You understand? Mm -hmm. So whatever you are doing, you don't have to forget your God Allah because one day you die. And if you die, you are going back to him. So you have to prepare to meet your I'm trying to think and talk with people a little bit about whether or not they see their artwork as their whole identity or their work as their whole identity or just one part of who they are. Like being an artist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just see it to be one part. Actually, I don't understand the question. That's why I don't know how to get the answer for you. I think it's a it's a confusing question. Yes. <laughs> but it's because it's very subjective. It's, yes. It depends on what I'm... I mean, it depends on how you think of yourself. You know, whether you think of yourself more as... Whether you think of yourself and your work as art or if it's one part of what your work is. Whether you feel you have different identities in yourself or if you're one thing. <laughs> <laughs> like how I'm a teacher, I'm a student, I'm also a fashion designer, right? Yes. But you know how to sew? You can sew your own clothes and wear it for yeah. your own. You understand? So I, I, I think it's part of me to know how to sew and sew it for yourself, for your own living. And to learn or to teach, to learn or to teach, that is what all human beings are doing now in the world. We learn and we teach. Even if you're in the house, you teach. You teach your children how to eat, how to dress, how to... So teaching is part of human being. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, it's, and teaching is an art, in a sense. Yeah, in a sense. And how do you feel, uh, the, I asked this of your colleague as well, how do you feel as a man in your profession, as a male teacher? Yeah. Do you ever think about uh, how you're perceived as a male, as a male teacher? Yes, I would say it's normal because teaching is all about having feelings for your children. You get it. Good. You let them know what they are. You don't discriminate them. You do what is good to them and teach them, teach them how to love each other. Teach them how to do good. You get it. So I think it's, it's okay. It's normal being a male teacher. It's not bad. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Do you find, are you mostly around female teachers? Do you feel uh, to be a minority as a male teacher? Actually, if you come to the Arabic departments or Arabic centers, most of the teachers, we are men. The women are there, but they are very few in us. Interesting. Yes. So, but the principal was feeling that there were mostly women in general in te as teachers. That's why I say, if you come to the Arabic department. I see. <laughs> <laughs>
I see. Yeah. yeah, I think in the teaching profession, there's different areas where it's sometimes more women, sometimes more men. Exactly. And do you feel that you're, as a man, as a male, do you offer something to your students that's different than a female teacher, or is it the same thing? It depends on the person. Some men are very caring. And some women, even though they are women, but they are not caring. Yeah. That's how he is. I agree. I tend to agree with that. No caring. <laughs> yeah, so I think it depends on how he is. I agree. I tend to agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Although Muhammadun never described himself as a singer, as a teacher of Quran, recitation is part of his practice, and he had a very beautiful voice. <laughs> As part of our exchange for the interview, I promised Muhammadu that I would come visit him where he lives and teaches on the outskirts of town. There he offered me food and tea, and then we sat together while he recited. For about two hours, we made a very long recording, which he said was the first time he'd ever made a recording of himself reciting. We then took a walk into the forest where Muhammadu introduced me to Yavo and Isak, who greeted us, and proceeded to give us a tour of the forest, noting every plant and tree and, and how they managed to raise crops in the forest. I'm telling you that you are, you are, you are my twin sister. What are you doing? you are my twin sister. you you so in Africa, you know, if you have a visitor, you have to slaughter sheep or goat or any animal so that <laughs> he is the Muazi, the one who called for prayers. He is the one for our mosque. In the dawn, he will go there and do the azan. We call the Muslims to come and pray. <laughs> yes. yes. He is living here with his family. He has three kids. With his wife. You, I'm making a sound recording. Wow. Yeah, oh, so I you see. should know. So wow. you should. He, he should know as well. Sweet, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. 
So, meaning this is your first time taking cocoa? Yeah. Wow. They use the seed, they dry it. Mm -hmm. After they dry it, they mash it. Mm -hmm. After they mash it, then they add the things that they add into the chocolate. Even right now, if you take one yeah. and you break it, you see that the chocolate is inside. Oh, it has a strong taste. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do I, can I eat the whole thing? I don't know. Raw? But I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> I like your adventurous spirit. I've heard, like, mm -hmm. in Germany they say that um, the cocoa is becoming extinct. Extinct? Yeah, what like... What is the meaning of extinct? It means it's going to slowly disappear. Really? Yeah, do you think this is true? I don't know. Let's ask the cocoa farmer. I want to know. <laughs> cocoa farmer. Mami nasi. Wasi, ewa jameni wumukurum. He is saying what you are saying is right. Because nowadays, it will be very hard to see a young age like his age being inside the forest planting cocoa. All the boys here have moved to town. They don't like living in the village again, in the forest again. So definitely, the cocoa plantation is it's reducing. Yes. See. Yes. And is it hard to survive uh, producing cocoa? How is the wage? Oh, besides, I think cocoa do you know? Invasu ni mana? Sir, abanisha onu na ato. Obiye bibia manso njia. Odeba nam kanyfonedi. No wadi wangu. No wadi. Omo muaye. He is saying, after they plant it, the government buy it from them then the government will export it to the foreign countries. Uh-huh, like so Germany. The, yes. <laughs> so the monies that they deserve to get from the, from the work, from the government, they don't get that much money. So most of the people are now leaving the forest to the town, to the city. What can you say? I can say, I by Hanumu, Yanin Guana do Kuku. No, Wakom Wakom Hoko. In your country, in your country, everybody can feel and plant. Everybody can be a farmer. But Ghana here is only the poor people doing the farming. I don't want some Wahian in the You also don't help the poor. What's the mobile in the he said, yeah, you, like, your government is supporting you when you are doing the farming. But here, the government is not supporting them. Mm. That is what he is saying. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he said, this gallon, is a medicine? There is a chemical inside that they used to spray the, 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 the trees so that the animals will not spoil, it. spoil the cocoa farm. Ah, uh, the but insects. They, yeah, the insects. But they have to give it to them for free. 
But when they go to the office of the government, they sell it for them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Crazy. Mm -hmm. Wow, it makes it very tough. <laughs> <laughs> and you, are you going to stay and um, farm here? Do you help here? No, or? I'm a student. Oh, yeah? <laughs> what are you studying? Uh, I, I, oh, home economics. Home economics. Yeah. Means he is in a senior high school. Mm -hmm. Because if you read to senior high school, that you take that course. Mm -hmm. Yes. Good. Do you know what you want to do when you're older? Yeah. I want to be a soldier. Hey! <laughs> a soldier? <laughs> what do you have to do to become a soldier in Ghana? Hmm. Ask for that one there, unless I reach there. <laughs> unless you reach the yeah. training ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Then you will, learn, you will learn how to shoot. Yeah. Then you will come back and shoot us. Yeah, I want to protect my own people, you know. <laughs> Allah but Allah. you're laughing. Do you believe it? Yeah, I'm laughing. Yeah, I believe it. So did you bring dollars? Did I bring dollars? Yeah. No. <laughs> in Germany, they don't eat dollars. What, yeah. what money do you, do you, do you, what is your currency there? Euros. Euros, yes. He said this is the first time that a white woman come to his premises. <laughs> really? <laughs> he said this tree, the name of the tree is Ngunenchene. <laughs> Oil and salt. That is the mean, Ngunenchene. They say they can use it for roofing, house roofing. Ah, yes. about say white. He said why they are calling it ngoninchini, oil and salt. If you cut it, the the water that comes from it is like oil. How do you call this in Chvi? Chvi, your friend is saying. Could Body, ah, body, 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 ah, body, 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 they call it body, 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 body. He say why they, they name it body is that if you plant anything under it, the, it that that thing, it help it to grow because right. it cover it, it give it shade, it protect it. So they name it body. It cover things. That is the meaning. That's for okay, this one. Fever. Yeah. yeah. This one good. Good for. Uh, fever. When you have fever, when you boil it and you drink it, it will heal it. But I do say, He said there are five leaves that you combine them to make the fever medicine. <laughs> they, they don't. They don't normally go to hospital. <laughs> yes. If you see him going to the hospital, maybe the wife is giving birth. It may. <laughs> do you go to hospital to give birth, or do some women give birth? out here? Mostly before we used to give birth in the house, there are women that are taking care of that one. But now we, are, we, all, go, we all go to the hospital. The midwives, the ones we, we know, they are in the hospitals. Yeah. They're in the hospital now. Yeah, none of the rich people that have me now. Kind of, but if you're poor, they don't have sound. Oh, really? Yeah. The rich people have midwives? Yeah. You yeah. mean they can give birth at home? Yeah. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. He, he means, what he means is that, if you are rich, you can invite the midwife to your house. 
You get it? Yeah. Because <laughs> you you give the person a good uh, better payment. Wasn't it in you know some time ago? Then everyone gave birth at home. Before. Yeah. Because that time, hospitals are less here in Ghana. But now every village, the government was able to set up a hospital for them, for the community. Mm -hmm. If you go to, if you have to go to hospital, do you have to pay the hospital? Yeah, you gotta pay. That is a lot of money. Even if you have insurance, you, you gotta pay it. Yeah. Do you all have insurance? I, as for me, I have it. Yes. Yeah, but it's soon gonna die. It, it, it's gonna get out of date. Out, out of date. Ah. Yeah. He said, not even when you are sick or when you are short of blood. If you cook it and you take it, it boosts your immune system. Oh. Yeah, this one, do you know it? No, but it looks very uh, thorny. Yeah, this is yam. Yam? Yeah. The root yes. that grows under the ground? Yeah, it's underground, but this one, it will get a tree so that it will pass through the tree to get top. Uh -huh. The yam will come, will, 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 the food will be at, at, in, the, in the soil. Uh -huh. So when it is time, yam is first in one year, and that's one year. It's one year time. When he dig it, you get the yam there. Wow. So are you ever going into town to buy groceries, or you have everything you need here to eat? Sometimes, sometimes they go, but sometimes they have some in the house. The thing is that they don't need to go to the town to buy. But the thing is that they, want, they have they, they from here, from the farm. Yeah. He's saying they have every food except rice. Suction. Actual cotton? Yeah, actual cotton. You can use it for clothing? No. I think they can use it, but they have process that they take it through. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, to pull it apart, yeah. right? But I think the cotton, they have ties. They have ties, yeah. yeah. This is the tree. Ah, uh, it's coming you from see, this tree. You see it's coming. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think they are using this one in the hospitals. Ah, for really? Injuries, yes. Yeah. Wow. But it passed through process before you can use it in the hospital. Sure. Yes. But some of the women, they use it to do rope. And you own all this land? He's saying that the land is not for him, but he's the one that's taking care of the land. So if the cocoa comes, uh, like he dry it and he go and sell, the owner of the land and him will divide the money into two. He will take half and the the land owner will take half. Uh -huh. Hope you understand. Yes. Good. That is you. The time that the rice is ripening. They sit under that, 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 that place and they will be shouting at the bench, Hey! 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 <laughs> when it's rain season, when the rain started huh? to fall heavily, they okay. will plant the rice. And they will start the hey, hey, hey. Why do they do the hey, hey, hey? Because if they don't suck the, the, the bears, they will eat all the rice. Sometimes they throw stones. Sometimes they shout. Um, what is it? Smell? Yes. This is the palm, the palm wine. That the man says when it is too weak, then you cook it. This is how they cook it. Wow. Oh, yeah. Someone died in Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> they, will, they will take it in the fire in the cell. Because they, they have like palm wine they, at the funerals? Yeah. If you go there, some people will take it. 
and they like they will be drunk. They'll be doing stupid <laughs> things, you know. You guys are you guys are fooling all the time, eh? He, he is saying he is saying that you God has blessed you, you have plenty money. So tell him how how do you make it to get money? All white men have money, money. So what is the secret? Uh <laughs> I think the world is a very uneven place. So I think I was born already in an advantage. It is, it is, it is. We understand you. Yamfa. What is your time? I'm explaining what you said. I'm telling you that. Yeah, bro. Yeah, the place that you were born and the yeah. place that we were born. Yeah. There are some difference. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what he said? <laughs> Let us exchange when we go to <laughs> Europe. <laughs> You've just heard from Muhammad Abu Bakari, an Arabic teacher, teacher of Quran, and clothing designer. You also heard from Javo Zaria Graba and Isak Fusini. I'm so grateful to Mohamedou for his extensive translation work and to all three of them for this exceptional opportunity. I'm Mad Kate, and you've been listening to Sweat, Sex, Work, Extraction, Art, Theatrics, a series of conversations about performance and performativity of the sexual and sexualized body in work. The theme music was composed by me and features the voice of performer and actress Lori Baldwin. If you're interested in exploring more of the themes discussed in Sweat around the relationship between work, art, creativity, extractivism, theatrics, and performativity, you might consider joining Hyena's reading group called Art and Extractivism. The reading group was founded by myself and Adrian Teicher. We meet weekly in Berlin and online via Discord. The two of us decided that we wanted to engage with more critical theory in our artwork, but needed the help of others to do so through a process of slow reading. We try to take into account the fact that we are coming from outside of the academy and have all different relationships to English as we read carefully and critically together. More information can be found in the show notes. Please join me again next time for Sweat. It airs every second Tuesday in the month on Collaboradio. You can also listen to the interview portion of the show again by subscribing to the Sweat podcast, which is available on all platforms. Thanks so much, and until next time. Allah Akbar, 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 Allah